0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants, Bob Papa, Carl Banks. We are back at it again. Got a preseason game under the books. Got another one coming up at MetLife Stadium on Sunday against the Bengals. Padded practices, roster decisions to be made. Carl, there's a lot going on, not only with the Giants, but throughout the National Football League. And uh, Daniel Jones is a hot-button topic. I spoke with him today. I'll tell you about that in just a bit. Mm -hmm. Your impressions, though, Carl, of what you saw at a Big Blue in that first preseason outing? You know, I think the thing that stood out most to me
0: was the way the offensive line played. Bob, they weren't perfect, but boy, it looked like they were more fundamentally sound. They played with really good technique. Pockets were clean. Now they had some breakdowns, but it it looked so much better. It looked like there was some element of cohesion Uh, and that went across the board, even when the starters went out the backups, they all seemed like they had a particular technique that, um, that made that line look so much more cohesive. And proof of that is they had a total of 418 yards. They had 170 something yards rushing as a group. So uh, that tells me that it's a concerted effort. Now, uh, the big question is whether it'll be um, a mirage or will it actually happen? Now, these are two smart uh, offensive minds and Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. Uh, But, you know, we know Dable likes to pass the ball, but I guess when he runs it, he wants to be good at it, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and and he told me today and, and you've talked with him a bunch. I mean, we also, you know, we can't, expect people to do things that they're not good at we got it what we have we have to figure out what people are good at now the big concern about the offensive line is now this rash of injuries you know like sure. today Feliciana wasn't at center Bredesen got a lot of turns at center mm-hmm. Jamil Douglas is down Lemieux is down Izudu, Uh, I don't think he's down for any length of time but on paper the starting five that they were rolling out there, I think, as a fan and as anybody watching it, you say to yourself, okay, man, it's not bad. But, you know, now they're thin bodies. And let's face it, I'm not, I'm not sharing any state secrets. They're actively looking because there's sure. there's going to be players that are going to be let go. There's going to team teams that have quality. And, uh, you know, I think that's the one sad part about this is that they got these injuries because you really wanted to see this group as a group, take a next step in their maturation.
0: Well, you saw it um during the last three weeks of camp, last two and a half weeks of camp. So you know what they are. the The question now, Bob, is to what length of time are these guys out? Now, Lemieux, they are speculating that that could, you know, get closer to the season. We haven't heard much about Feliciano or any of the other guys. So, you know, you still got your two bookings healthy. And I, you know, don't be shocked if they just start to sit those guys now. They got their work in. They continue to work in practice. Um, Neil will probably continue to play. Uh, Andrew Thomas, probably not so much. I mean, you know, he's managing his body completely. But, you know, he's had some ankles situations Anyway, so you probably, you know, now the race, once the preseason starts, it's a race to stay healthy to opening day as you continue to evaluate younger players.
1: You know, it's funny. I was talking to Andrew Thomas today and we were asking him about uh, you know, going against Thibodeau. And they said, Hey, you know, you're you're three in the league. You've been there, you've done that, you've seen it all. Are you are you giving him some tips on what he can expect? And he's like, Not yet. <laughs> he goes, not yet. Not yet. He goes, that that is for a later point in camp as we get closer to the regular season. Yeah. I ain't giving him any tips on how he can go about beating me. And that's the kind of competition that they, they have in camp right now. And today they, you know, they got a Joleri back. So I start thinking about his eight sacks last year. I start thinking about what he showed as a rookie and setting the Giants single season sack record. And then you think about Thibodeau on the other side and what the possibilities are could be pretty outstanding because from a secondary standpoint, especially that opposite corner, I mean, it's anybody's game. I mean, this, you know, Aaron Robinson has been penciled in because of his spring as the starter, but he certainly doesn't have that job anywhere locked down or anything like that. And, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point in time, if it's not a veteran on the roster, a guy like Cordell Flott, the rookie out of LSU, winds up jumping in there as a starter at some point.
0: The one thing I um, I enjoy about watching Wink and he you know, got Belichick a little, you know, little testy at post game. He said like they saw a little more pressure than they anticipated in the preseason game, and I'm sure. Uh, Wink is probably saying that ain't scratching the surface of what we're gonna be doing. So um, he'll he's going to uh, keep mixing up his defense so that you cannot pick on the weak links. And that's you know that's what his defense. It's so versatile and so mobile uh, and 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 I would say multiple. Um, you can do so much with it because he has some key cornerstone pieces like. His edge, his interior guys are really good. He's got a great slot corner. Uh, when I say great, he's playing great. Is That's Darnay Holmes. Every, every week, every practice, he seems to be coming up with a big play. Um, and so you got one good corner out there, really good corner, all pro. Um, two good safeties. So you got a pretty good nucleus to where if you needed to help out, whoever that cornerback is, you're going to be able to do that. I mean, Adoree Jackson can play. He can play on an island. So um, that's that. So, But we're still in camp. There's so much more to be rolled out. But I think, you know, the one concerning thing to me, um, and I'm just going to keep it straight, is Kenny Galladay. It's an enigma um, and I I don't quite understand what's happening with him. He's certainly not the guy who came from Detroit. I'm gonna say, let's take whatever whatever amount of money he's making, let's take that off the table. Let's just talk about what his ability is the expected performance and he has been way below that.
1: He's barely, um, Car- Carly's been, you know, I'm not saying that offensively, they didn't have problems last year with the way they were doing things, whether it was with Jason Garrett or Freddie kitchens, you know, and the big selling point on Galladay, Cause remember his big year was 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. He missed a lot of time with the hip injury. Um, and you could say whatever you want about the offense and the offensive line or whatever, but elite players still make plays. Uh Odell Beckham Jr. on some poor Giants teams still was a difference maker. Galladay did not get in the end zone once last year. And and I defended I, him at times,
0: thinking, well, why isn't he on the field? Well, you know, I I, I am it's time. It's like The expectation for you, Kenny Galladay, is to be able to lead these receivers. You're the top dog. You were brought in to be the top dog, and you're barely being a guy. And I say that with all due respect. Um, But you got, like, after the game, the coach was asked about the, um, the low pass, quote, unquote, a little low from Daniel Jones in the red zone. Now, I looked at that film, and I freeze-framed it, and I step-by-step it. that ball was not low. If you well, talk and, about from and, the neck to the chest, it was low. But here's the thing.
1: But the, the other thing about that, Carl, is, to Daniel Jones' credit, he didn't just let it rip because he saw Galladay stopped his route, which then that throw went where it was because if if Jones lets it rip on time and Galladay does his job, it's a touchdown. He walks right in. But if Jones lets it rip, it would have been a pick, and the narrative would have been, oh, here we go again with Daniel Jones yeah. and these interceptions. Yeah. that was a, That was a horrible play all around, even on the little go ball down the right side. I mean – when the ball, when Daniel Jones first threw it and there was that step of separation, you know, you expect the wide receiver to turn on the Jets and run under that thing. And yeah. I'm thinking Hakeem Nix, I'm thinking Plexco Burr, I'm thinking Amani Toomer. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, Mario Manningham, who was really fast, obviously. Victor Cruz. That that one should have been a touchdown. And yeah. there was no gear to hit. And that's alarming.
0: Well, I, yes, There's so much alarming. But the one play that kind of sums it all up is the red zone play. That's the money ball. That's where the wide receivers make their $75 million, their $80 million contracts. Down in that red zone when you can get the ball into the end zone, catch it and go. But Joe, I, I, I don't understand... And I and I can't talk to Joe Shane about this, but you know Brian Dable said, I, I think this was prior to him watching the film that the everything could have been a little better. Said so the ball was a little low. Da 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 da. That shit happens, right? And really good receivers, average receivers, when it's time to eat and that money ball comes, they find a way to catch it if it hits their hands. Now. He's How many not times have you seen to be, Tom
1: Brady in that situation? The ball is low, so it can't get intercepted. How many times have you one, seen
0: that? This one, Bob. It was, wasn't that
1: low. I know what you're trying to say. It, was it really low. wasn't
0: even that low. Right. And so for me, I this is this has to change. And you know, I have my good friend. Uh, well, he treats me like a really good friend every time I see him. Entertainer, uh, Fat Joe had coined this phrase, yesterday's price is not today's price. I think that's where we got to be with uh, Galladay. Like, the expectation is higher. He cannot – let me play this for him so he can hear it. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price
1: is not today's price. Can we Simple. get Fetch out to throw in tell a friend to tell a friend in that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's it's it is the, the yesterday's price is not today's price. He's got to step up. Like you are you are a number one receiver on this team, and you're playing to the level of Jess and also Rand. Like you line up these receivers and you watch them go, your top guy is Rondell Robinson.
1: And Tony, when he's healthy, when yeah. he's practicing, but wait, that's a whole nother where, story.
0: Right. But, but where is the top dog? I'm taking, I'm taking all the zeros off of your contract and just saying,
1: come on, where are you at? Well, he's got the best resume of any guy we're talking about.
0: Where are you at? Yesterday's price is not today's price. The price has gone up. You've got you've to lead. You're the you're the big dog in the room, like you just can't be another guy on a team that needs your contributions, and that's the the, the major point I'm trying to make.
1: Well, the uh, team uh, wh-
0: needs your contributions.
1: So while you're going a little uh, fat Joe on me, you know, playing time snaps. You know that's where guys party. So I'm gonna go a little Beastie Boys on you. And say that Kenny Galladay has, you know, you got the right to fight to party. Yeah, I mean, he's got to he's fight on. for the right to party, or Colin Johnson, Darius Slayton, or some dude off the street is going to be partying in his snaps.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just telling you. And then, it, well, that's also a reality, I think, for Take Crowder. Um, yesterday's price is not today's price. Darian Beavers is a guy that is knocking on the door and you know whatever you whatever those t- hundred and thirty some tackles you made last year, there's a guy who they probably well, I know not probably they they're looking forward to develop because they drafted him. So you have to be better than the mistakes he's making. So if both you guys are making the same mistakes fundamentally, Guess who they're gonna teach? The guy they drafted, because you've had three years to get get it figured out, get football figured out. So training camp is about the competition, but it's also like Fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's price.
1: Hey, you know you've who gotta else gotta pay
0: a higher price.
1: You know who else has looked good in camp? You know, kind of get to your tape Crowder point, and who played well on the game was uh, the guy that the Giants drafted later in the draft out of Indiana, Micah McFadden. Yeah. yeah, he he looked good in this football game. So, so listen,
0: competition is is where it's at. Um, you know, I've been a supporter of Crowder, I, but I am been a, one of his biggest critics too because he's fundamentally just guesses a lot. He's fundamentally flawed. Yeah, you got you mad help during the
1: telecast. He jumped out of a – he jumped out of – he ran himself out of a hole. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. you were like, nothing gets Carl – Folks, there's nothing that gets Famous 58 more pissed than when he sees guys jump out of a gap and the run play goes right there. Yeah, and on, on an easy
0: read. I could see if it was a counter or things like that. But the fact that this regime has two guys that they would rather develop – not rather, they're going to develop – um. To replace you if you can't be better. And, you know, this is this is a regime where linebackers got to run, they got to be smart, and they got to do multiple things, right? Mistakes cost you big plays in this type of defense. Um, it's gonna be interesting also to see the fit with Blake Martinez. You know, he's not the prototypical um Patrick Queen, fast guy uh, in the middle, but he's the best they got. He can move, he can get to where they need him to go, but disguising and doing some things like that may not be the same, but again, like you said, they're going to work with the personnel they have.
1: So let's go to the quarterback, Carl, because I got bombarded, bombarded on Sunday with texts from colleagues that are giants fans not only in football, but, uh, colleagues at work at golf channel, um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, the reports of Daniel Jones practice. What was he like? Six of 15 or six of 20 or whatever, whatever the count was pick six, everything else. I talked to Daniel about that today and, uh, you know, he's, He's very Eli esque in the sense that he doesn't really pay attention to any of this stuff. He's not on social media. I'm, I'm sure he hears through yeah. his close knit circle what who, every athlete hears. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen out of Jones so far. Because again, I've been going to Giants training camp since you were a player working it, you know, and I saw many a bad day of practice. Mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball and many days of bad practice from the offensive side of the ball with guys like Phil Sims on offense. Sure. And same thing with Eli um, and same thing with Kerry Collins. I mean, are we overreacting, you know, then these newspaper stories get written and I understand why they're written guys are watching and they're looking, but sometimes it, it it feels like it's almost steering the fan base well, a wild goose chase. Yeah. Well,
0: see, Bob, that is exactly, and I'm not going to say a wild goose chase because two things can be true. He could have a bad day, and you could look at his numbers, but then you have to look at the cause and effect of those. Right? What are they asking him to do? What is the defense doing? Um, when you practice against Wink Martindale's defense, and you're not game planning it, and you're just running your stuff regardless <laughs> of what he's running. You're going to have some problems. No doubt. Um, what I want is the evaluation to come from the game situations where they can uh, run the type of offense they want. But I, look, Wink is pressure every play. It's man-to-man every play. So you're the, the offense is going to be behind the defense a lot uh practicing against this guy until you say okay here's what i need this is what i need to see from your defense so our offense can do x y and z they have not um to my knowledge i haven't seen them uh script both sides of the ball against each other they just go wink runs his they run theirs but the narrative there's there, there are people that are invested and reporting the, the most negative Daniel Jones stuff possible. But I'm not sure what was his, what was he in the game? Six for nine?
1: What yeah, I mean, six I, thought, for listen, I, I thought he played well in the game. And it should have been.
0: Touchdown. B- so whatever you see in practice, if it's not carrying over into a game in a negative way, then maybe he's getting better. Uh, But, again, everybody can chart what horrible days he has. And, again, two things can be true. Um, The cause and effect of it, uh, and this is where maybe sometimes his receiver, his number one receiver, can help him out sometimes too. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, look, I am optimistic about Daniel Jones. I think he is going to perform well this year. Uh, whatever you're seeing in practice, you see in practice. Like, I can't tell you, um, that there are some, some bad plays in there. I don't know if it's, um, a result of his decision-making or a forced decision, a decision he was forced to make based on, um, what the defense did to him. But, um, I think practice is the place where you should make your mistakes, um, so yeah, I mean, have at it, guys. If you wanna you wanna paint this guy as the worst thing to ever play the game or play the the position, don't be embarrassed when he goes out and has a decent game and his and moves the offense. And then you're gonna have to reassess how you were evaluating him. But you know, the mistakes are there, the interceptions, you know, you can't whitewash them away. They they happen. Like Darnay Holmes had a pick six yesterday. You know, what were, what were the circumstances around that? Um, That it is what it is, but like practice in game. So does he take those bad plays into a game or is that just by circumstance of what he's practicing against? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting down with coach Dable today, you know, they come off the practice field and, uh, you know, Pat Hanlon, the VP of communications, he's got his list every day of obligations, and Mm -hmm. one of them was to do this interview. And, um, you know, he said, and he wasn't complaining, but he said what we've experienced with a lot of first time head coaches is, you know, he goes, all I want to do is get back inside and watch this practice tape and get Mm -hmm. started on the corrections. But, I understand it comes with the job. I got to do this interview with you guys at SiriusXM. I got to do media. I got to do this. I got, I have to go to planning meetings with LY or whatever about whatever, whatever the million things that hit his desk every day. But they, they go watch this practice and then have meetings and corrections and walkthroughs for a reason. It's a learning experience. Yeah. It's how you get better. It's how you get better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a vested interest in reporting the most negative pieces of Daniel Jones, there's going to be plenty of content out there for you. Um, if you want to see how he plays in a the game, then you have to wait until, you know, each Saturday or Sunday or Thursday that he plays. So um, we'll see what happens. But again, you know, you see what you see, you can report it. And like I say, two things can be true at the same time. You know, he's, playing against the uh, defense that is causing this offense problems. Quite frankly, there's a all lot right, um, going on
1: before we wrap up. Cause I want to get into a, a personal thing. And if you have anything else that you'd like to get off your chest, feel free, but bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all on your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, find reviews, news for every league, including major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, Esports and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information, live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. You use the promo code Believe B L E A V fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Um, I have one more thing I want to touch base with you on. It's a personal thing. Mm -hmm. You were a star player for the Giants all decade in the 80s, two-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, You were with the Giants through 92. Uh, You had a brief stop somewhere, and then you went to Cleveland, and you were part of Bill Belichick's rebuild before Art Modell decided to move the team to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So you are a veteran presence for a long period of time. We're getting down to cut down time, right? 90 to 85, then, you know, 85 to 53, and then practice squad players. How hard was it for you? How hard was it as a veteran? Maybe you saw some free agent or this draft pick that you kind of took under your wing, and there was something about him that you liked, but you knew that, hey, with the New York football giants, with the depth we have at linebacker, he's not going to stick, and then the kid gets caught. How was that hard for you as a player or did you understand business really early? Well, you understand the business and the thing about um,
0: that period, you know, some guys had their positions etched in stone, like Harry Carson, Lawrence Taylor, wasn't getting cut.
1: Right. No salary. Um,
0: Right. I wasn't getting cut. Gary wasn't getting cut. Pepper wasn't getting cut. So now you're looking at, well, not better than Byron Hunt, not better than Andy Hatton, right? Um, But can they play special teams? And you encourage these guys, hey, don't give up. There's always an opportunity if somebody gets injured, just keep doing your best because you're auditioning for other teams. And then, you know, when uh, Byron and Andy left then you, you know, you have guys, the Ricky Shaws of the world that you want to encourage to just keep going to make a team. But sometimes when they get cut, you wish them well, you understand the business, but, and then there are other cases, Bob, where that first cut, we know those guys are gonna be around. It's the, some of these guys are gonna be tough cuts, right? When you look at the running back room, there's gonna be some tough cuts there. Uh, When you look at the defensive line room, um, there may be some tough cuts there. They'll, They'll make it past this one because you need the depth anyway, but, you know, when you need to get down to 53 and you start to look at a guy uh, like a Chris Hinton who they really need to step up. And if somebody's leapfrogging him. Right. What's that dynamic looking like now? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because he's a big body. He can block the sun, but like, got to get that motor going, you know, Um yesterday's price is not today's price, Kristen. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw you run down and didn't hit a wide receiver when somebody had them up, right? That was your chance to get on film. Of, here's a hustle play. They, gonna, they will run that back a thousand times. You know, here's a hustle guy. This guy is 300 and X amount of pounds and he sprinted down and knocked the crap out of this receiver. Great job. But as a result of it, Receiver broke the tackle and went for another five yards. So um, that's not the impression when they they really want you to be that guy and, you know, the, another big body in the middle and you played so well at Michigan pushing people back and they haven't seen it yet. So um, it's about this right here. He's certified. Yesterday, Yesterday's price today's price yesterday's Yesterday's price price is not Not today's today's price price. so they got to get it going I mean as simple as that guys like that you know um, he won't be cut this first go around but they're going to give him every chance to really impress upon these coaches that he can be on his active roster he's too big to be on a developmental he's too good to be on the practice squad and he probably wouldn't pass waivers anyway. Um, but they need him. They need him to show up and, and play like the guy that was at university of Michigan play like the guy, um, that they expected him to be. And they just, he just hasn't done that yet. And he had that one prime opportunity that I'm sure when he looks at the film and I'm sure, um, uh, Brian Cox probably ran that film back and said, yeah. son, what are you waiting on? Here he is right here. Just go knock him out. You know, and he's got he's to step up. There are a few people. I'm interested now in the Tay Crowder, uh, Darian Beavers, and in Micah's situation because two young guys, one guy who's not old, but he had not gotten better uh, at the things he needs to get better at. Let's see how that that plays out too. Um, and look, Tay Crowder has done a phenomenal job for his career. He was Mr. Irrelevant, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean he was. Yeah. A, he was a. Yeah, he was a late pick.
0: I think he was Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. So I mean, hats off to him for making it. Now let's go. You know, like show us that you've you've grown as a football player, um, because he's got the athleticism to uh, to work in, um, this defense, like wink needs mobile guys, multiple guys, you can move around and that can fly. He has that ability, but he just does not, uh, work fundamentally uh, at the things he needs to, to be good
1: at. All right. Um, we are out of time now. I will say this yesterday's price is not today's price, but in believing giants, Yesterday's price is today's price, which is tomorrow's price, because it's free. So what do you have to do, Carl, to extend the offer? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. So for Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. We'll catch up with you down the road. Get after it after the second preseason game for another edition of Believe in Giants.